0: are starting part two of our visit with rosa linda diaz so we appreciate everybody coming back and listening we're going to get started right back away but again we did start out this episode with sheena easton's telephone before we end off but have a little bit of fun uh-oh before we wrap it up uh-oh I'm interested and going back to some of your previous works, because okay. this is a sweet teacher, or I want to say Southern yeah. Bells so much. School Bells. School <laughs> Bells. <laughs> but it's hard not to say Southern Bells so much.
1: It is. A, it's a play on Southern Bells. I mean, I did that on purpose.
0: <laughs> but, it is
1: set in the South.
0: <laughs> so you have your sweet romance. Yeah. And again, what I'm saying, the Billionaires Club, you label as a contemporary romance. To me, that's like, okay, this must be a little bit more spicy. <laughs> yes. yes it is okay don't know how spicy because i haven't read it but uh, just by the okay <laughs> Maybe
1: Spicier. Uh,
0: and, then, um... and then the bee stings is kind of like this is the bad girl
1: <laughs>
2: whoa <laughs> no, what no not and really it's like have you what? read the bee stings?
0: I've read this, the synopsis. jackets, and I was kind of like, "What are you doing?" But <laughs> but it's part of life. This happens in life, and it's not necessarily that she's a bad person. But usually, you're kind of like, "Ooh, girl, you're gonna get yourself in trouble." <laughs> 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 and we don't know how it ends. I know it's you know it's one that we have. This that was your first series as well. But it you've is. kind of been working What's, with trilogies, but was that your intent to try to just kind of jump into the different genres of the romances? And they are different, fun? aren't they?
1: Yeah, they they are they are quite different. I think at my my writing style really is in the. Chicklet or rom, you know, romantic comedy genre. I think that's where my my home is. No murders, um, no
2: mysteries,
1: no, no fantasy. Someone, someone told me to write a murder mystery, and I was like, "What? I can never figure out who did it when I read murder mysteries. I can't write that." <laughs> Although I like I read them. So, so like I said, so the Beasting series actually is is a romantic comedy slash chicklet. So, if you remember in the early two thousands, like Bridget Jones' Diary, mm-hmm. ah, yep. that kind of uh, genre. And yes, it does deal with adultery. I uh, didn't say a thing. In, emotional <laughs> adultery. Uh, well, you know what? Well, <laughs> there's a line. There's a line that is being towed. And um,
0: it's part of again. Life.
1: It's also c- coming of age. It's part yeah. of life. And how this one character gets through it. I did not set out to write a trilogy. Uh, that's how that one worked itself out. And so, yeah, so that was my first foray. Those are my first three novels. I try to only focus on one novel at a time or I'll never finish anything. So I really... Like I have another manuscript that's been, it wants me to write it, although coronavirus times, I don't know, like now I'm like, I can't write this. But, um, you know, it's been on my brain for quite some time, but I've not let myself write it because I was focusing on other books. So with The Billionaire's Club, tonight I'm going to go through and change all of the
0: (laughs) (laughs) Billionaire's Club. I wasn't meaning for you to do that.
1: (laughs) No, it's good. That's that's good. Um, AKA Lost and Found Again series. Conte- I wanted to try my hand at contemporary romance uh so that's where that that went it was only supposed to be one book God. I liked the characters a lot and and actually didn't like the character that I based the main character of for the next book mm-hmm. and I wanted to redeem her so so basically in these in these books they're contemporary romance I wanted to see if I could do it and I also heard that you know you should have if you have a trilogy they sell better and I thought well all right let's let's try this you know That's as long because... as I'm liking the characters enough and enjoying <laughs> writing it then I will happily go through and write another one. So that's what happened with his billionaire whisperer. And basically with these is the person that gets dumped gets the next book. That's how it worked out for these. And so the second book is from a woman's point of view and uh, she's really unlikable. And I think that's why maybe a lot of people don't jump over and read that one, but it's one of my favorites because she is so unlikable. Um, We take her through a tremendous journey and uh, I redeem her. At least I think I redeem her. And then the third one is, oh, sorry, so that was her billionaire deception. Mm-hmm. And then the third is his billionaire rebound. So again, that's he gets dumped, he gets the next book. So yeah, so it was just a way to push myself as a writer and see what I could do. And then, um, I'm, and again, you know, I think, like I said, I naturally write romantic comedies, but they're not as popular as they once were. So mm-hmm. this is my way of staying true to what I naturally write. All of my okay. books have have humor in them. But taking them into a slightly different genre. So again, so from contemporary romance switching over to sweet romance. And I think, but I think if you read mo- multiple books of mine, you'll right. notice that that humor thread. You could you could see the romantic comedy side of it.
0: Well, I also when you sent us the any given sub day, and this one at least, like you gave us last that. Yes, it's connected, but they're different characters. So they were the individual stories, but they were interconnected. So it's one of those where even though like for yourself, you said sometimes it's you kind of get don't want to get stuck in that rut, but since you're taking different characters, it's still fresh for you.
2: Exactly. Okay, okay. Now this is me. For my scatter shot type of reading. You know, some people will take a series and read it from one to three four Mm -hmm. i will fill a bookshelf with books in whatever order and i'll pick one up and like you know this might be this character's story that we're reading and three weeks later it it might be oh the first characters and then times later it might be the second character you know you never know what order i like it's like coming home to family you know oh it's it's just oh this is this is who they were talking about in that book way back then and and how it connects Mm. so I, i like that I enjoy that, but I don't read but it four. one,
1: two, three, four.
0: Well, I take usually I take breaks between the one, two, three, and four. <laughs> I gotta read some you know different.
1: What? <laughs> With this series, I don't think you have to read them in order. Mm-hmm. I think no. if you read them out of order, it's fine. I think it's, I think it's probably fun to read them during the season that they were. they're Uh about and also if you read them out of order then you sort of know what's coming up for the character and it's not the main character of that novel so you can kind of be happy for them because you know what's coming Uh versus maybe a little trepidatious because you don't know what's happening for them but
2: i will send your name and these titles to my sister who is a teacher
1: Oh, (laughs) oh who does
2: who does uh read like she brought me up seven boxes of books oh goodness (laughs) oh yeah and by the time i got home the next day this guy had them all organized on the couches (laughs) and the tables and oh my gosh that's fantastic
0: (laughs) and then just a little bit of fun i actually did not find this the first go around when i was looking but just this one just kind of end on because it's kind of a little fun Mm -hmm. logan and i found it and we were like oh that's kind of interesting cool oh (laughs) you don't sound too excited oh wait wait I
1: don't (laughs) as I I heard if you found something I don't know
0: okay (laughs) it's got Rosalinda Diaz by the authorship name but it's not necessarily a book per se but it is a book format The Fragrance Journal
1: (gasps) yes
0: And Logan and I looked at that, and Logan is actually like, that's kind of cool, because we read what it was about, because he was wondering if it was a book, but he goes, oh, no, it's it's an actual journal. It is a journal. So that was kind of a neat idea, but us being who we are, being kind of, what can we do with this? Because we are collectors. Boy, are they. This is one where you can keep it as a personal type of journal, but we were curious if you ever did anything, and I apologize, I did not go out. Yeah. And, but we were wondering, you know, could this be done in an electronical format and done as an electric format that everybody could share no. and just be out there? So it's or just one of those where, you know, it's a database that instead of being a paper journal because everybody's going digital, it seems like they can just do a cell phone app and just keep it that way. But that's where his brain went was to an app. My brain went to can you share it on your Web page or something like that to make it a kind of like a blog, I guess, or. You know, something like that. But it was just kind of interesting. It was kind of fun little side project that you had looked like. So
1: Well, you know what? It's a, a Fragrance Journal is um, just that. It's a journal for people who are creating fragrance. It's a hobby that I got into, uh, oh gosh, I don't even know how many years ago. Quite a few years ago, I worked with a perfumer, and then she taught me so that mm-hmm. I could help with in-person events and so I could create yeah. fragrance. And it turned out to be something I really enjoyed mm-hmm. and was pretty good at. And oh. uh, I actually had a whole line of fragrance called the ship with a P. <laughs> uh, just gonna I never write. thought
2: otherwise. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Again, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's not where my mind went. So... <laughs> I know. It's where okay. a lot
1: of people's minds went. <laughs> like relationships. That's what it was based on. From the TV show Once Upon a Time. I don't know if either of you ever yes. watched it. So, okay. Seen the first so, season first season no. so it was relationships based on once upon a time couples so i had the snowing snow white and charming captain swan meaning captain hook and emma swan rumbell which is rumble stiltskin and bell and then outlaw queen which is the evil queen and Robin hood so i had okay. these four fragrances and i sold them on etsy and they were wonderful just gets to a point where you're like well i've i've made my money back do i want to reinvest in all this and do it again or i just want to stop and i was like i just want to stop you know again it was something can i do this and and uh was it going to be like mondo successful that disney's gonna buy it for me and no (laughs) but uh it was it made all its money back so that was that's good so anyway, so that's where the fragrance journal sort of came from also because I would just, you know, I'd write fragrance, you know, ideas on slips of paper and lose them or just put them in different notebooks and then you never find them again. So when I was doing bee stings, I was very facile with the um, Microsoft Word and formatting a book. I don't even know okay. if I could do it right now because it's been so long and I have a program right. that does it for me. Right. Yay. It, I know. <laughs> So I was like, you know what? I just, I'm going to make a blank journal just for fragrance people. There's nothing like that out there. So that's why I created the fragrance journal so right. that people could have a place to write their fragrance ideas down and have space to make notes and make changes mm-hmm. and do a final formula. And it could all be in one place. But I love right. your idea of a blog or an app even so it's digital. Because I couldn't do it as a digital book because you can't write in, a, right. you know, like in your Kindle book. But yeah. Oh. And so actually in in um, his billionaire whisperer there's
0: quite a lot about fragrance in that okay, book okay cool mm-hmm. okay did you want to visit any about anything else about just the books going back to any given sub day that i might have missed well,
2: no i okay. i thought I, I really enjoyed it you have a very good writing style i remembered it three <laughs> weeks later and even in this
1: conversation <laughs> so that's
2: good i'm gonna uh, share it with my sister the teacher and thank the people. you
1: what was your favorite part of um of paris like what did she visit that you thought wow when i get to go there i, I definitely want to see this the castle there is a museum okay. right and then they went the, to the. Move. we're versailles. not french
0: oh god I just went blank
1: the versailles or the mont saint michel the, the, the island the island the island okay i like yeah. the island is it the
0: louvre that has the mona lisa yes see that's where i would always love to go is to the louvre not just for that painting but all the other artwork that's in there mm-hmm. it's just I get lost for a day or better in there. Yes, you could. But other than that, the place, yes, the going to the island sounds like it'd be a fun little side trip. And you probably, if it was, I wouldn't want to do just a day trip, I'd probably do like an overnight trip or something or two nights just to relax.
1: I think it'd be really fun to stay there.
0: What's the distance travel-wise between Paris and that little...
1: And Mont-Saint-Michel. Um, I am also not good with distances, but it is about... mm, maybe four
0: hours
2: away
1: by car oh that's we've done that trip many a time
0: we have but it would be better for like an overnighter or a two nighter just to be able to experience more and just to relax Mm -hmm. you can see the
1: tide come in and be and be an island you can see it as an island whereas (laughs) if you're visiting I mean they do have a road but still
0: you know with the books that you have out your series you've kind of mentioned Beastings you feel like that's pretty much done Mm -hmm. Uh, didn't say too much about billionaires you might want to expand the club i don't know (laughs) but maybe that's that's the question that's coming up is is there anything calling to you like really the school bells you said it was their first year of teaching do you want to possibly and it doesn't i'm not saying this is right away but is there something in the back of your mind kind of going well what's their second year going to look like what's you know you know yeah
1: maybe maybe the way wedding bells and both ends I feel like it's a satisfactory ending for this series. I think, I mean, you know what's coming. That It would be a fun book to see this thing transpire. But at the same point, you don't have to be there as the reader. You can can have a reunion. A reunion reunion. in five years. There you go. go. Exactly. There could be a a reunion. Absolutely. Didn't you hear her,
0: though? She
2: already has a book plot going off (laughs) in her head.
0: And I don't know how much she wants to talk about that. So I'm just, I, I was going to get to that. I haven't forgotten. Oh. <laughs> but that's, yes, I didn't know if you wanted to say anything more about that. Or just leave that favorite. as This is a possibility that I'm looking at.
1: That's up you to know what? You. I, I will say, um, so again, this next book, uh, it, it was starting out as something different in my mind a while ago. Um, it was going to be another romance and I was trying to decide if it was going to be contemporary or if it was going to be a sweet romance. And the more I've sat with it, the more I think it needs to be a YA novel, a young adult Mm -hmm. novel. So I'm, I think that's where my hesitancy lies because it's not a genre that I've written in before. Uh, I do have a middle grade novel that's never been published, but YA is a little different. And, um, and it's sort of the whole marketing thing of do i do i have to start out from scratch and market myself as a young adult wow. author now oh is that how big of but uphill battle is that going to be but at the same time i feel like my characters have already dug in their heels and this is not an adult book like i feel them like talking to me right now and they're like sorry i don't care if you want to write it as a contemporary romance this is a ya <laughs> you know
0: well, this, to kind of give you a slant, I was a director of the library for 19 years or so, mm-hmm. and you've dipped your toes a little bit in the YA with this Okay, with, with this one, right? The, yeah, the you have a lot
2: of teens in there.
0: <clears throat> not just the teens, sure. but with the lead characters. Okay. Because one of the things that, and this was a, is a transitioning period in the library field. I, this not so much in the school libraries, but in public libraries. Okay. We are seeing a trend that college-age students or just a little bit above college graduates still go down to the YA section or the YA-level written books. Because you're looking at Stephanie Myers, which, you know, that's that's not really a teen book. That's a YA. So what we started doing is, you know, I was in a small library. So instead of having a teen and a YA, we just called it YA. And I just educated the parents. There is going to be themes for 13-year-olds all the way up to mid-20s. Because anymore, and this is part of just because of our culture right now and life longevity, is that, you know, because we're seeing the college kids kind of still kind of feel around in that area before they start reading what you would say are adult books, <laughs> maybe themed books. I don't know. Well, it's like grown up books. <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I up
1: books depressing.
0: <laughs> I, I still go down and read like the sixth grade, fifth grade. I still read. Kids' books occasionally because it's just what I want to read at that given time. It's just fun. So
1: I love I love good YA novel. I so, I mean I've read the selection. You know the selection.
0: I'm not like familiar Caracast. with that one. Um, it, it,
1: it was described to me by like a 12 year old as the Hunger Games meets The Bachelor.
0: Oh, okay. And I was
1: I was 100 in at that moment, oh, and I read everything in that series. You know. Given same the, with the Hunger Games so is that, same with uh, Twilight read them all
0: given the Bachelor Rose has a different connotation entirely
1: <laughs> it, kind of, it was good
0: blood red for a reason so, <laughs> <laughs> so can, very different can
1: I ask you a question when you're saying that these sort of dip their these the school bells sort of dip their toes into the YA world a little bit like they sort of hover in between would you mm-hmm. would you ever categorize them as juvenile fiction
0: no never okay no uh the reason we would probably slip this into our what we would have what we call to my library inspirational stories okay and it's and a lot of those usually come out of the christian houses because mm-hmm. there's not very much language there's no sex maybe mm-hmm. a little language uh the stories can be sad or happy but it's just a clean read Okay. And that's where I said this was a slice of life. So it's it's not. And you do dive into with the grandma character. You do kind of touch a little bit. I try. Into that. Yeah,
1: um, I, I mean, I'm, I, I didn't want to be categorized um, in in uh, religious and to be right. specifically. But I did want to just, you know, conversationally, just little sprinkles here and there.
0: We called them inspirational. A lot of libraries call them general fictions, stuff like mm-hmm. that but such a
1: big pool general fiction
0: right uh true but or gentle reads gentle reads is another very uh common descriptor that libraries use is gentle reads so i I wouldn't quite you know it's like i said you're just hovering right there you're just on that other side Okay. Uh you know, that you're in the adult me. realm, right? You're you're not still in college. You're past college, but you're real close, right real there. Close. <laughs> and there are
2: there are apparently no whips or chains. Uh, not yeah. also, no, so <laughs> no, not not indeed.
0: Actually, in the, not
1: in any of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe the next go around.
1: <laughs> we never know. <laughs>
0: uh, that might be the next trilogy: whips, chains, and <laughs> whips we don't want to know what chain. the next one is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it comes with a warning. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to scare my readers too much. <laughs>
0: but, but the yes, gentle reads is one of the other ones. But yeah, that's why I said you're hovering right there. Uh, and the same way with yours. Yours has an easy enough style; anybody could get into it. But it's dealing with issues that are a little bit more mature. Yeah, exactly. To your books, uh, you said you're looking at writing something new now. It's fresh in your head. You're thinking about just kind of mulling it about. Are you one of the authors that try to do something one one a year or just however the feeling hits you?
1: Gosh, you know, um, so there's something called rapid release. Mm -hmm. for novels so that's what i did with the billionaires club i wrote them i released them once a month so june july and august last year and like i said i was trying to find my niche and what works for me as an author i did it again for the first three school bells okay so those were that same year so june july august september october november You know, a lot of authors swear by it. They say the rapid release is great, and they may have a really large fan base that just picks up the next one every single time. It hasn't been the case for me. Um, But what I like about the School Bells, and like I said, they've only... The first one hasn't even been out a year yet. They're what I call, or what you call in marketing, evergreen. So they are appropriate every year around the same time. If you want to read seasonally, these books will always be appropriate for the season that they were written for. Uh, So... You know, so we'll see what they do, what they do this year for the new book. And the, and I want it to be a book series. I'm, I'm toying with writing it in three parts. Okay. So releasing it as three separate novels and then maybe bringing it together as one paperback. Okay. Or, you know, saving it all and releasing it once. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I tend to, I don't want to say rush the process, but um, I will put myself on a strict deadline and... Published quickly.
0: So it sounds like you like to have, if not all of it, pretty much already written, the bulk of it already written before you start releasing it out.
1: Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, so
2: I'm. That's way she sure can't if, change I'm not sure names. Yeah. In <laughs> the between books, you know. <laughs>
1: you know what I did? There was a um oh a website or I think it was just a website that would give you your author pen name, and mm-hmm. I was like author pen name, huh? Like let's this is funny. So I started clicking through it and you could pick different languages and whatnot, and it just started giving me these great names. So I started taking all these screenshots and I have maybe, I don't know, 20 or so different fantastic names to use in future books because I feel like I'm just terrible with names. I mean, with Wedding Bells and Bows, I went through and I literally changed maybe half a dozen characters to more Hmm. unique and interesting names because their names were plain and forgettable.
0: (laughs) ah that's part of life though sometimes too
1: sometimes it's true i mean if you have a good reason for naming a character something then you know that's that but
0: now i have to admit andy's last name kind of was like then it definitely reinforced the southern bells i was like okay i don't know if michelle remembers beauregard
2: beauregard
1: no gotta have that
0: southern flair to it a little bit when you say beauregard beauregard yep But oh, also,
1: it's a French name too, which is why yes. I thought it was extra poignant. Yeah, <laughs> true, but... To to look well, Beau so is the handsome, and regard is regard to look. Okay, cool. Yeah. And actually, Andy was named after a friend from college who passed away. Uh, His name is Andy, and he um, he was a French major. He was from Tennessee, and he was French major and went back and taught French in Memphis high school. So um, he passed when I was writing, sort of like compiling the, the series. And I thought, okay. what should this character's name be? And I was like, name should be Andy. And then I was like, what's female for Andy? And I was like, duh, Andrea, who's no. my cousin's name also. And I was like, woo, that's perfect. Two for <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Two for one. Yeah. That was nice then. Cool. Very nice to do that for them and him especially. But yes, I understand that. Life's expectancies hit you at times when you to expect them. So, yeah, exactly. But nice that you did that for him. Rosalinda, we definitely appreciate you coming on tonight. It's We've had fun visiting with you. hope you've enjoyed visiting as well. Michelle's been here subbing for Logan, so thank you, Michelle, for doing that as well. Anybody that's out there looking for some new novels, fresh, to put into your collection that might not have discovered Rosalinda's books yet, go out there to your favorite vendor of choice. Look under Rosalinda Diaz. She has three different series now. She has The School Bells, which is a four- book set plus a novella that is digital if you want to look at those she also has the lost and found again but which i've been affectionately changed on her to billionaires club so i apologize for that (laughs) but those are available as well and then she has the bee sting series which was her first trilogy that she came out with so they're all very different setting and tones that each one will be enjoyable the one with the school bells definitely encourage people to pick that series up if you enjoy slice of life type novels you will enjoy these novels as well. For schools that you're dealing with, I will say Sweet Teacher Novels and School Bells all in one. That series you can definitely put within your collection. I think you'll have some young individuals that will be very enjoyable to see those in there. I am going to lean on you, Rosalinda, on the other two series. I'm not sure what those age levels are, but if you want to comment on those mm-hmm. real quick to let maybe school librarians know.
1: Um, yeah, I don't think either appropriate for school libraries. Okay. Got <laughs> Okay. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't think so, but I didn't want to say anything you know, differently. I mean,
1: Beastings, it, you know, it. It's, there's nothing really offensive in Beastings um, necessarily. There's um, nothing graphic, but the subject matter is definitely okay. more adult.
0: So if you are looking for a new series within the school budget that you want to freshen up your shelves look at the school bells Those was definitely fit in great the other two as rosalinda said you can direct your readers to, and they can discover them on their own and so they will enjoy them as well but definitely if you have a group of kids or young adults excuse me sorry about that uh, definitely <laughs> stare them towards the school bells series they will enjoy those but again uh, before we leave out, would you mind giving us some of your details on how people can contact you, Rosalinda, or at least oh, stay in touch with you or see your career?
1: Absolutely. So um, so uh, RosalindaDiaz.com is my website. Uh, I am on Instagram under gumption underscore and underscore grace. And uh, on Facebook, um, my Facebook page is Rosalinda, letter S as in Sam, and the letter I, as in Igloo, Diaz. So Facebook backslash Rosalinda's Ideas. Sort of a play on my last name.
0: Okay. We've been enjoying this evening. Like I said, we hopefully you've been having fun with us, Rosalinda. Been very fun visiting with you. It
1: was an absolute blast.
0: And we're going to be leaving out on Gloria Estefan's Get On Your Feet, another classic 80s song. So go out there to your digital vendors of choice for your music. Look up Gloria Estefan or even Miami Sound Machine and give them some support. They'd love to have that. We've been having fun. Hopefully everybody out there has been having fun listening to us gab and just have a fun time. We didn't go down too many rabbit holes, but we did have to go to two parts, which is great. We were having a fun time. It's definitely been enjoyable. We've been having fun. We'll see everybody on the flip side. Bye now.
2: See you later. See you.
0: Thank you for listening to Comic Pop Library. We welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at com. All emails submitted become the property of Comic Pop Library and are subject for use in our show. We would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Comic Pop Library by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, or just tell someone about us. This podcast is not endorsed by any publisher, distributor, or studio, and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective in any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.